I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler. Plus, an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. That was a Padres game, everybody. That was a great baseball game that we just watched down there at Petco Park. Everyone on the Padres, it seemed like, had to put themselves into the game, and they had to do what they needed to do to help the Padres get the win. There are all sorts of emotions running through my brain right now. I'm pumped up after Hassan Kim hit the go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth. I am stunned by the complete turnaround of Tommy Pham, who had three doubles tonight. I thought Daniel Camarena had a great outing in his Major League debut. Hometown guy pitching well in his home stadium. That's a movie storyline. Now, Bill Krismat just mowing down guys. And all of that is great and was fun. But I don't think we, we can't gloss over the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. had to exit the game in the fifth after diving for a ground ball. We are waiting for Jay Stingler to speak with the media, and we will go to that as soon as he starts speaking. So stay tuned for that, because we are trying to get an update on Fernando Tatis Jr. for all of you as soon as possible. But let's focus on the good for now. The good is all of the guys who stepped up and helped the Padres win the game. This was not on the back of one guy. This was a complete team effort. Tommy Pham. What else can we say about him? He has been on fire the last couple of weeks at the plate, and he picked up another three hits today, uh, three doubles. And according to Dave Marcus and Jesse Agler, that was the first time that that has happened on the Padres since 2014. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. was playing well until he got hurt. But to think that the guy who replaced Fernando Tatis Jr., think about the highs and the lows of that whole thing. Fernando goes out. We know that Hassan Kim is going to come in and replace him. So he does. And we're not expecting for Hassan Kim to do his best Fernando Tatis Jr. and take over the game and win it for the Padres. That was incredible. Uh, I, I, I can't get over it. I stood up in here and I screamed. I was like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah, Jake Cronenworth hitting a home run earlier in the game. Manny Machado with three RBIs. It was just a complete and utter team effort. Will Myers with two hits. I mean, this Reds team coming in 
was it's very it's a it's a good team. There is there's nothing to say about this team as a bad team. The Reds were were winning games coming in here and they were putting up runs. They were they were hitting home runs left and right. They had some good pitching, but the Padres have now won 3 in a row over the Reds. And they have I guess completely in, erased the uh, losing vibes that they had coming back from Colorado in the Rocky series where they got swept at Coors Field by a fourth-place team. That is all gone. It is completely gone. You don't even remember that anymore. If I asked someone that right now, you know what they'd say? They'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Well, yeah, it just happened like three games ago. But now the Padres are looking at a four-game sweep tomorrow. Then they have the dreaded Dodgers coming to town and that is a big series that is a huge series because right now they need to make sure that they are keeping up with the rest of the national league west we're going to go over some of the scores later in the in the post game show but i don't even think i said my name yet because it's been so insane in here i'm matt scraby and this is the padres post game show on 97.3 the fan if you want to join us 833-288-0973 if you want to tweet me, at Matt Scraby, and you can do that, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy Y. If you were at the game, let me know how it went. But we are uh, on cloud nine here in the studio, Brian and I. We were we were pretty pumped up by that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was it was kind of a, a ho-hum boring game there for a little bit, and then everything picked up, and it went crazy, and runs on both sides. That was a baseball game. That was a really, really fun baseball game. And, of course, the Padres came out on the other side. I, I love Hassan Kim. He is awesome. I mean, I didn't expect him to hit a home run. I definitely didn't expect that. But he did, and I love the dance. I love him coming off the field say, give me the swag chain. I want the swag chain. He loves that swag chain. Everybody loves the swag chain. Whew. All right. I'm going to calm down now because we are still waiting for Jace Tingler. Brian, do we have any Jace Tingler right now? Has he sat down with the media yet? Okay, he is with the media. We are going to, or he's not with the media yet. We are going to take a quick break. When we get back, he will be with us. So stay tuned with us here on the Padres postgame show. We will go to Jace Tingler when we get back, and we will be updated on the health of Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres postgame show after a 7-5 to win over the Reds on 97.3 The Fan. This is Tony Gwynn Jr. from Gwynn and Chris. You're listening to the Padres post-game show on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you, Tony. This is Matt Scraby here on 97.3 The Fan, Padres post-game show after a Padres win over the Reds 7-5. Hassan Kim, the hero in the bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, Nabil Krismat gets the win. He moves to 2-1. and one. Hembry takes the loss. He moves to 1-2. and two. Uh, Mark Melanson gets the save. He moves, or he gets his 20th save of the season. Um, that's it for now. We're going to go right to Jace Tingle because I know everybody's very concerned about Fernando Tatis Jr. As, as so am I. So let's go and find out what is going on with our young superstar. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jace Tingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Hey, Jace, congrats on the win. How huge was Hassan Kim for you guys tonight? <laughs> it was uh, that at bat that I thought you know we we get two outs there in the uh, in the eighth and then Tommy Pham comes up and and has a battle two strikes fought some tough pitches off and then you know was able to hit the double and then obviously you know Kim comes up and uh, I mean really uh, on on a lot of just factors like such a special moment it's he's up there battling and all of a sudden you know you start to hear. 
the stadium, the fans, you know, the place, you know, kind of just chanting his name. And, and uh, when he hit that ball, um, you know, the place just erupted. And, um, you know, if you kind of pan into the dugout and just see the, you know, the true happiness of like, you know, his teammates and like, just know like how much this guy's loved and, um, you know, how, how hard he's worked to adjust to everything over here. And so for him to have that moment, uh, I thought was huge. And what can you tell us about Fernando's injury and what was your reaction to seeing him leave the game like that? Yeah. So, um, when he dove, uh, and, you know, hit the ground, uh, he was kind of in full extension and, and kind of tweaked that shoulder a little bit. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of debating out there. Um, you know, he, he, he was uh, petitioning, you know, to stay in. And um, he's like, I, I can play through this. Let's get through the inning. And uh, I just thought at the end of the day, just a little bit more, uh, be precautionary with it. Let's go in. Let's get some treatment. Have the trainers, doctors take a little deeper look. And um, the testing, everything afterwards felt uh, the range of motion, the strength is pretty good, uh, but we'll, we'll certainly be day to day, kind of see where we're at. Um, a lot of times you find out a little bit more after, um, you know, you go to bed, wake up the next day and we'll see where we're at. Uh, but we feel like we're in a, a fairly decent position. It's um, the, the, the trainers think it's nowhere near uh, where it's been, um, you know, earlier on uh, in the year. So. And what do you guys have to do to keep the momentum going into tomorrow's game? Uh, we got to just uh, continue to uh, pitch and play defense. That's going to keep us in the games. And then, uh, you know, right now we're uh, doing a much better job of just having better, consistent quality at bats up and down the, the lineup. And, um, you know, that's been uh, the key over the last three days. And, and uh, just understand it's, it, it's going to take a, a huge group effort, and that's what we've been getting. So it's not going to be one or two performances. It's going to be uh, just like you saw tonight, um, a lot of men contributing and, and getting jobs done. Thanks, Chase. Kevin Acey. Chase, you had uh, three relievers coming in the middle of the game, guys that you probably wouldn't have expected to see three pitch three uh, in succession at uh, the beginning of the season. What can you say about what those three guys did to get you through tonight? Yeah, well, you know, Diaz, I thought he battled. Uh, and then we went to, uh, you know, Cameron. I thought he was really good. I thought he, he was efficient and, uh, you know, really did a good job. Um, you know, ran into a little bit of traffic there, and we were hoping Norwood was going to be able to to clean it up for him. But, uh, you know, had a walk, and then uh, Suarez kind of had a long at bat on him, was able to tie the game. I thought the key to the game, honestly, was Chris, Matt. Um, uh, no doubt about it, just throwing a ton of strikes, changing speeds, uh, so efficient with uh, all his pitches. Uh, we were really shorthanded down there, um, you know, today, just with uh, maybe had more guys in emergency situations. Um, so I, I, I thought what Chris Matt did, um, that that was, um, you know, for me, he was the star of the game. Wow, that is high praise right there. Chris Matt is the star of the game after what had happened with Hassan Kim and all that. But uh, Nabil Chris Matt is going to be mentioned again here coming up later in the postgame show. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres postgame show after a 7-5 to win. And I think it's time to relive everything that happened tonight. Let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by EcoWater SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. 
Well, the top of the first inning was pretty interesting. You'll find out why in just a second. Jonathan India led off the game with a single up the middle off Miguel Diaz. Then after just nine pitches into the game, Jesse Winker gave the Reds the lead. Three hits out of Winker, only a couple out of Castellanos. The damage has been pretty controlled. 0-2, Winker hits it the other way. This time he straightens it out. It's a fair ball down the left field line, headed for the corner. Pham going to dig it out, send it back in. India rounding third on his way home. Padres not going to have a play. He scores all the way from first base. An RBI double for Winker, and now one nothing red lead. Then Castellanos struck out, but here's where it gets interesting. Joey Votto was rung up after he couldn't hold back his check swing, but he didn't like it, and I am not 100% sure what happened here, but Joey Votto absolutely lost his mind, was as animated as I have ever seen Joey Votto, and he got tossed from the game. And then Reds manager David Bell came over to get his money's worth, and he was ejected from the game. And Brian Cohen went back and checked and saw how long this all took. It went five minutes and 50 seconds of arguing and ejection, and that was all spent trying to sort things out. But, I mean, Joey Votto, I have never seen him be so... Uh, crazy, I would have to say. He was not letting anything go. He was trying to get back in the umpire's face. The umpire turned his back on him, and he was still screaming in his face. So something must have been said. There's got to be some sort of history there, and I'm sure we'll find out what's going on with that in the uh, next couple days or after the game. They'll probably ask Joey Votto that. The inning ended with a ground out, but the Reds led uh, one to nothing. Padres got a couple base runners in the bottom half but couldn't score anyone. Top of the second started with a Tyler Stevenson walk and two batters late. Later, Kyle Farmer padded his stats. Three and two again, and this one is hit over Manny, and down the left field line might be extra bases. Stevenson on his way to third base. He will be waved. Bam sending it back in. Cut off by Cronenworth. The relay to the plate. Cut by Hosmer. Throw to third. Is there, but they missed the tag. So the run scores as Hosmer cut the throw home almost midway between the mound and the plate. And to third base, he went, nearly got Farmer. I think the throw beat him there, but he was able to slide around the tag of Manny Machado. And the Reds take a 2-0 lead. So 2-0, the Padres down 2-0. Bottom of the second, again, saw some base runners for the Padres, but couldn't score anyone. In the top of the third, Daniel Camarena, San Diego's own, made his Major League debut. He got the first two batters he faced to ground out. Then he got his first K of his career. One and two to Freeman. The pitch is taken. Strike three call. Daniel Camarena, a one, two, three major league debut, and he caps it with a K. So that was awesome for him. He got it out of the inning with his first major league strikeout, and he went to Cathedral Catholic High School. So lots of people here in the stands in San Diego cheering for him there. Bottom of the third, saw the Padres bats get going. Tatis singles, then Jake Cronenworth stepped to the plate. Cronenworth swings, hits it in the air to deep right field. Castellanos going back, looking up, going to go. Two-run homer, Jake Cronenworth. And just like that, the game is tied. And Jake Cronenworth starting to get his back going once again, and uh, he hit that home run there, so the game was tied. Not much going the rest of the inning, but they did get on the board. Top of the fourth had the Reds get some traffic on the bases, but Camarena got through it with no damage, and the bottom of the fourth was big for the Padres. Even after Rivas and Camarena struck out, Tommy Pham doubled, Tatis sucked, then Jake Cronenworth walked, and the bases were loaded with Manny Machado at the plate. And the Manny chants are starting. Gutierrez will work out of the stretch. The right-hander's first pitch, swung on line drive down the left field line. It is fair. Bam will score. Tatis will score. Dickerson is sending in Cronenworth, and it's a bases-clearing double 
from Manny Machado, and he breaks up this 2-2 tie. Padres now leading 5-2. So the Padres have taken over the game now 5-2, as you heard Bob Scanlon say. By the way, Bob Scanlon, nice job on the play-by-play right there. Uh, the Padres, they were in control until the top of the fifth. Dan- Daniel Camarena still pitching for the pod- Padres. Jonathan India single. Jesse Winker single. Castellanos flew out to center, which moved India to third. Then Tyler Naquin did this. Now one out away of getting out of another first and third jam. Ground ball to the left side. Manny dives for it. Fernando dives for it, and neither can get to it. It's going to get through for another base hit. India will score. India would score. And that would be it for Daniel Camarena. But the huge news here is during that play, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, he left the game after a dive a dive to stop the ball. And it, it is the shoulder that we've all been talking about all year. And uh, as you heard Jace Tingler on the post-game press conference, he said that uh, uh, Fernando was trying to lobby to get back into the game. And so it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal. It's just one of those things that... that Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to have to deal with and Padres fans are going to have to get used to that he may dive a few times a year and he may have to come out the rest of the game and then we'll see him tomorrow or whenever we see him next. But uh, Jace Tingler did not seem too concerned with Fernando Tatis Jr.'s injury after the game, so that is a huge relief, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, new Padre pitcher James Norrie came into the game, and Hassan Kim replaced Tatis. With two outs, A. Eugenio Suarez wanted to tie up the game. And again, the 2-2 pitch swung on line, drive, base hit in the left field. Tommy Fan's going to come up throwing, but it's seen they have a play at the plate. It is not in time. Winker was able to score. Naquin getting ahead of the tag. Uh, Webster Rivas, and it is a two-run single for Eugenio Suarez to tie this ballgame up at 5-5 in the fifth inning. And the Padres couldn't get anything going in the bottom half of the fifth, but Bill Krismak came into the game to pitch for the Padres, and was he good or what? He got the superstar treatment from Jace Tingley in the, the postgame press conference. The sixth inning for, for Nabil Krismat was three up, three down, but altogether for both sides it was six up, six down, so the pitching was taking over. Krismat sat down the Reds in the top of the seventh, three up, three down. Bottom of the seventh, the Padres had some base runners, but it just wasn't meant to be. To the eighth, Krismat again dealing for the Padres and saw three batters in the top half, but the bottom half, or the bottom half of the eighth was the marquee moment of the game. The Padres, they got themselves two quick outs uh, when Tommy Pham Let me start that over. The Padres put two quick outs on themselves, then Tommy Pham doubled for the third time in the game, which hadn't been done since 2014 for the Padres. Then the man who replaced the injured Fernando Tatis Jr. did his best, Fernando Tatis Jr. This crowd has been behind every single guy in every single big moment today. Now the one and two. Kim swings, hits it in the air. Deep down the left field line. Did he keep it fair? He did. It's going to go. A two-run homer for Hassan Kim. And the Padres take a 7-5 lead in the bottom of the eighth. Second deck, Western medal just inside the pole. What a moment for Hassan Kim. I don't care who you are. Hassan Kim brings energy to this team, and it's good energy. It's fun energy. He came over. He said, give me that swag chain. They gave him the swag chain, and after that home run, the whole entire strategy and complexion of the game changed. Mark Melanson came in. He relieved Nabil Krismat. He struck out Tucker Barnhart, gave up a single to Jonathan India, but faced Jesse Winker with one out. Two and two to Jesse Winker. 
Melanson deals, swinging a ground ball over the mound. It'll be Kim near the bag. Steps on second. That's one. Throw to first in time. Double play. That is the ball game, and that is a winner. Ha-Sung Kim with a game-winning homer in the bottom of the eighth. Turns a game-ending double play in the top of the ninth. And tomorrow the Padres will go for a four-game sweep of the Cincinnati Reds. And the Padres and Reds have played some incredible games these last three nights. I mean, you got Thursday night, you got last night, and you got tonight. Everything has been incredible. Everything going the Padres' way. The final uh, totals for the game, the Padres scored seven runs on 11 hits. They did not have an error. The uh, Reds scored five runs on 10 hits. They did have two errors. Chris Matt gets the win for the Padres, 2-1 and one on the season. Hembry takes the loss, 1-2. and two. Mark Melanson gets his 20th save on the year. And the uh, the the game was three hours and twenty four minutes. The attendance thirty eight thousand seven hundred and sixty five. I talked to Jesse Agler before the game about the fans and how they have uh, been for the Padres since they were allowed to come back full capacity. And he said it's been night and day. And if you didn't hear it in those highlights, then I don't know what you're listening to because you can hear how much the stadium is going crazy now that they have full capacity so Padres pull out another win they move to 41 and 32 on the year and it seems like that sweep to the Colorado Rockies was long 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 ago and uh, they look to get the four game sweep over the Reds tomorrow before the Dodgers come to town so that was a lot of fun tonight that was a good uh, I mean Hassan Kim I can't say enough about that guy I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But let's check in with Coach John Quintero right now and see what he thinks about Hassan Kim. Coach, how fun have these last three games been between the Padres and the Reds? Well, uh, Matt, you bring up the point uh, with the fans. Fans have been incredible. They and have. Don't let uh, people think that the fans haven't been a different so far in these first three ball games, I really think they have. Uh, they've been, uh, you know, from Thursday night to last night to tonight, just a. Uh, a great group of fans out there. Everybody's revved up. Everybody's got their Padre colors on. And let me tell you, that does make a difference. It definitely makes a difference. No question about it. Yeah, what did you uh, think? I mean, there's so many things to talk about in this game. First, let's start with yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. He left the game with an injury. Uh, you pro- I don't know if you were on the line yet hearing Jace Tingler talk about it, but he does not seem too concerned about it. It just seems like one of those preventative moves to take him out of the game to save his shoulder a little bit. Uh, what are you thinking about that? Uh, I think he's going to be fine. I, I think uh, Jace may hold him out tomorrow. I would imagine Fernando's going to be a little bit uh, stiff and sore when he wakes up in the morning. Uh, I'm not uh, overly concerned. I'll tell you why, Matt. Uh, I, I had an experience like that where my shoulder popped out when I was playing college basketball. and it, it popped out 
on numerous occasions. And the great thing when Fernando was walking off, and I know that Jay said that Fernando was trying to lobby to stay in the ballgame, and he probably could have, okay? But when he was walking off, he wasn't, like, leaning to one side. He was just kind of rubbing his shoulder a little bit. So it, it, didn't, it didn't come out. Okay, yes, where have, yes. They have to, you know, push it back Pop up it in back there. In, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think he, you know, I know Fernando's going to show up at the ballpark tomorrow, probably early. And say he wants to play. Want to be in. <laughs> you got the Dodgers coming in uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You know he wants to play there. It would not surprise me if they gave him a day off tomorrow. Maybe, you know, allow him to pinch it. Uh, but, you know, not have him play a full nine innings. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm going to tell you right now, Fernando's going to want to play tomorrow. And I think when he wakes up initially, going to be, stiff and sore but I would imagine they can probably loosen that up a little bit but the Padres have a tendency not just with Fernando but with all of their players to probably side on caution rather than you know uh, going out there and uh, you know they they've done that all year long with their pitchers or players they normally give them like an extra day when a guy could play today they'll wait until tomorrow and I have a feeling that might be the direction they go with Fernando but you know what at the end of the day, I think Fernando's going to have to say whether or not he's in that lineup tomorrow or not. Absolutely. And it's not like an elimination game or anything. So, I mean, look who replaced him tonight. Hassan Kim replaced him and ended up being the player of the game. I, Hassan Kim, he keeps he keeps getting better, and it's, it's obviously going to be uh, an adjustment from the KBO to Major League Baseball, but... The more he sees pitching like that and the more he puts himself in those big moments, the more I think I want him up to bat. You know, I feel more comfortable with him up to bat in the big moments. Well, there are a couple big mistakes made in this ballgame tonight. And one of them, uh, Hembry made one to Hassan Kim. Rather than going with that fastball in that situation, he decided to throw him some type of off-speed pitch, and that definitely sped his bat up uh, and, you know, hit the ball out for the home run. The other mistake was uh, – when uh, Norwood came in, he walked the first batter he faced in relief yeah. of Camarena. And then, you know, he's uh, pumping fastballs in there to Suarez, and Suarez having a hard time catching up. And then he goes soft to him, and Suarez ends up, you know, driving in two runs. Uh, I thought that was a big mistake. A couple of big mistakes by uh, pitchers, uh, one on each ball club tonight. But going back to Hassan Kim, Matt, you know, I'm a big fan of this guy because I saw him on TV. I was one of those sickos that last year we didn't have baseball. <laughs> I stayed up till 0.30 in the morning. So when the Padres signed him, and I had no idea the Padres were even looking at him or anybody from the BO. I know they have scouts all over the world, but, you know, that kind of surprised us, especially with Cronenworth coming off the year he had. Uh, but I knew who he was. I know there's going to be an adjustment. I know the velocity's a big deal. But you know what? Slowly but surely – He's starting to make some ground, and, you know, it wouldn't even have surprised me, to be honest with you, if they had have started him in the minor leagues. He had a very, very tough spring training, but the guy defensively can help you all over the field. He's done a marvelous job. He's a great guy. He's a hard worker. The teammates love him, and I think one of the things that's helping him adjust uh, is the way guys like Manny Machado uh, and uh, Tatis and, uh, you know, really the entire ball club have embraced this guy. They've given him a lot of confidence, man. I can't even imagine – you know, being a young man who's been a star in my country, uh, leaving my country, coming to a new country, not being able to speak the language, not knowing where the grocery store is or, you know, where I can get a haircut or all that kind of stuff, just little things like that. And now I'm trying to play at the highest level of baseball in the world. I mean, people need to think about that. But th this guy's getting better by the day. Defensively, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, he's already there. Offensively, he's slowly getting better and better and better. We're not even to the all-star break. And, you know, you give him this year 
I'm going to tell you, by next year, this guy, I think, has a chance to be a pretty good impact player for our ball club. I, I agree with that 100%. Now, um, you know, the other thing with Hassan Kim, and you were talking about how the teammates have – uh, really helped him out. Manny Machado really seems to have an ownership of being a leader towards Hassan Kim. You always see them messing around, laughing together, yeah. and you always see Manny Machado first out of the dugout or wherever it needs to be to congratulate Hassan Kim on some good play. So that just shows you like what Manny is to this team and what what leadership he brings to this team. Well, you know, I want to t say something about Manny here for a minute because I'm seeing a, a different Manny Machado than I've seen his entire career. You know, I didn't watch him all the time in Baltimore. They're, you know, playing in, in the early afternoon, and we're out at Petco Park all the time. And I know his numbers, and I know his history. We've seen what he's done here. But I think Manny, you know, he's still 28 years of age. He hadn't turned 29. I really think he's taken ownership of this ball club. I know Tatis gets all the glitz and glamour. But Manny Machado, I think, uh, is really taking a new role here, not only becoming a leader, but a guy that's doing little things that he may have not done early in his career. Uh, I know his numbers aren't there. Boy, it was great to see him lace that, that three-run double tonight. He's played great defense all year long, and he's starting to really swing the bat well. But he's doing little things that I don't think Manny ever did before, and, and I really think he's taking his game to a, to a new level, not only on the field, but I think he's taken his game to a, a much higher level off the field and, and really being a great teammate and really developing to being the leader of this ball club. Yeah, I love to see it. I love to see it. Uh, one last thing, Coach. What about Daniel Camarena making his Major League debut? San Diego's own going two and two-thirds innings, striking out three. Not uh, He gave up three runs, but, you know, it was uh, – I believe those were Norwood. Norwood gave up those runs when he came into the game. But uh, what did you think right. of Daniel Camarena? Uh, I thought Daniel, uh, as he uh, went, I thought he got a little bit better. I thought early on uh, when I was watching the game, I told my wife, I hope Daniel's breathing okay right now because that's the <laughs> biggest thing, man. You'll be, be surprised. Now, here's a kid that, you know, got drafted as an 18-year-old, you know, basically 10 years in the minor leagues until tonight. He had one call up in 2019 with the Yankees. He sat in the bullpen, uh, you know, got his meal money, got one day in the big leagues, and then he got sent back to AAA. So this was his debut tonight. And I just wanted him to be able to breathe out on the mound. I thought his fastball got better. I thought early on he might have been a little bit tight. And then every pitch he threw, he seemed to loosen up a little bit more. You know, his final line was not great because Norwood came in, walked a batter, and then gave up that two-run single to Suarez. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think Daniel accorded himself actually very, very well. And I actually already sent him a text message and congratulated him on his effort tonight. You know, he got himself into a couple of pickles there and did a nice job of getting out of them. But, you know, Jace decided to go and, and bring Norwood in, and it didn't work out. And so I'm sure Daniel will get another opportunity here before too long. All right, Coach, going for the four-game sweep tomorrow against the Reds. Any parting thoughts for us tonight on Saturday? Uh, no, you know, I think, uh, you know, considering uh, you, you ran through quite a few guys in the bullpen tonight, you know, Diaz uh, started and Camarena Norwood only pitched a third. Uh, Chris Matt was fantastic tonight for three innings. He'll be down tomorrow. Melanson will be good to go tomorrow. You got, uh, you know, Stammen and uh, uh, Pagan, uh, Tim Hill. You're in pretty good shape uh, going into tomorrow's ball game, And, you know, hopefully Denelson Lamech can go four or five and you turn it over to the bullpen, get a four-game sweep, go home, have dinner with the family, girlfriends, whatever, and get ready for the Dodgers Monday night. I love it. love it. The Padres back in the win column, multiple wins. It's all good. We have forgotten all about that um, that three-game sweep to the, to the Rockies at Coors Field. It's, it's in the past now. 
Absolutely. Hey, you know what? You can't worry about yesterday. You got to worry about today. And once today's over, let's uh, get after it tomorrow. And let's hope tomorrow when the Padre lineup card comes out, let's hope Mr. Tatis Jr.'s in it. All right. Love it. Have a great night, Coach. Thanks for joining us here on the post game show. I will be talking to you Monday. All righty, Maggie. Thanks. I was Coach John Katera here on the Padres Post Game Show. You can catch him weekdays, noon to 3, uh, here on 97.3 The Fan. They're always talking Padres, so uh, if you need your Padres fix on your lunch break, go and listen to Coach John Katera and Braden Soprant. All right, we're going to go to the phones, 833-288-0973. We have one call before we head to break, and it's a it's it's our it's our person. It's Kathy. Kathy always is here, ready to celebrate a Padres win. How are we doing tonight, Kathy? This great, but I told you Melanne's going to be fine. You did. You did. She Yes. Yesterday I was saying that I was a little bit worried about him. He's a little bit shaky. But, yeah, again, I am wrong. So, Kathy, you are right on that okay. one for sure. I love you anyway, Scraby. It's okay. Thank you. Thank but you. It's so, it's so nice to see the bats coming alive. Part of me hopes they sweep the Reds, but with the Dodgers coming into town Monday, it's just like, okay, don't extend yourself too far because I want you to save it all for the Dodgers. I agree with I you. Yeah, well, I mean, if they don't expend too much energy tomorrow, they get the win, then they sweep the Dodgers. That's a good 7-0 and week right there. That's true, and I know run into this past week that our Dodger fans were like, oh yeah, we're going to try and go down to the game, and it's like, Part of me is like, mm, I don't want you there. But other part of me is like, yeah, I want you guys to see what a real wonderful baseball stadium looks like. Instead <laughs> of oh, I love I, it. I love I, it. I love it. And thank you so much for the phone call, Kathy. Appreciate you always calling. We love having you on the show. And Kathy is, uh, for, for callers out there that don't know it, uh, she works up in L.A. So she has to uh, take the Dodgers gruff, the Dodgers fan stuff all the time. So Kathy is uh, representing Padres baseball strong up there in L.A. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to screen some of these phone calls and see if we can get to those. But uh, right now, like I said, we're going to take a break. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres postgame show after a Padres win 7-5 over the Reds on 97.3 The Fan. What was the turning point in today's game? Let's take a listen to the bold play of the game. Presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. Bold. Public. Packed with lemonade flavor. This crowd has been behind every single guy in every single big moment today. Now the one and two. Kim swings, hits it in the air. Deep down the left field line. Did he keep it fair? He did! It's gonna go! A two-run homer for Ha-Sung Kim! And the Padres take a 7-5 lead in the bottom of the eighth. Second deck, Western medal just inside the pole. What a moment for Ha-Sung Kim. I was pumped up when I saw that home run. I was very, very, very pumped up. And uh, that was a perfect, perfect shot down the line for Hassan Kim. So he is going to go home with the play of the game. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. And the Padres beat the Reds for the third straight day in a row. They beat them 7-5 to five tonight. Chris, Nabil Chrismat takes the or gets the win for the Padres, 2-1 and one on the year. Hembry gets the loss for the Reds, 1-2. and two, And Mark Melanson get, picks up his 20th save on the season. There were uh, two home runs in the game for the Padres. Jake Cronenworth hit his 
his eighth in the third inning. And uh, Hassan Kim, as you just heard right there, that was his fourth, and it was in the eighth inning off of Hembry. So we are going to go back to the phones real quick. If you have anything you want to tell us, uh, 833-288-0973. And real quick, actually, I do want to shout out Mike Strauss. It is his 69th birthday and his, I believe it's his son, Matt Strauss, uh, reached out saying that on Twitter, saying that he uh, would like for us to shout out Mike Strauss. So hope you guys are listening, and happy birthday, Mike. This is a good birthday win for you. So appreciate you, Matt, for reaching out to me. Let's go to Sean right now. What's up, Sean? Is this our positive, Sean? Yes, it is. What's up? How are you doing? What's up? Good. I decided I was, I'll just call in with a good win. Yes, Great yes. Win, what did you think? Intense game. Intense intense three game series so far. Intense. It is it has been intense, but it's also been offensively amazing at the same time. I know. That's what it makes I like intense games. It makes it more fun to watch. <laughs> well, I don't know how many intense games you could take in a row, but uh, they're going to have probably another intense game tomorrow, and then they're going to have three more intense games uh, against the Dodgers Monday through Wednesday. Well, let's hope we win tomorrow and we'll hopefully beat the Dodgers. That's right. That's right. Sean is always very positive. Thank you so much, Sean, for the phone call. Appreciate you for listening to the postgame show. Appreciate you for calling in. Uh, let's go to, I believe it's Christopher Garcia, it says on my phone screener, line three. Christopher, is that you? Hey, what's up, Scraby? Yes, sir. It's me, man. How's it um, going? I'm a little good, good. I'm a little worse right now because I just came back from the game, and all I have to say is that it is just remarkable to see the fans just yelling out, like, when Kim was up to that, we were literally just yelling, let's go, Kim, let's go, Kim, cheering off every single, like, just hit that pitch that he was just hitting off. Yeah. And you could just feel it. You knew something was about to happen. So I just want to encourage every season ticket holder, every Padre fan, hey, let's not sell the season, let's not sell single season tickets to any Dodger fan this week. We got to pack the house even during the week. Let's get this summer started. Very nice. Thank you, Christopher, for calling. I, I felt it, too, honestly. I know Brian and I were here in studio. We weren't at the stadium, but we felt it. We did. We could hear it in the background. It's It's... The, the the fans' difference is night and day from even just 15,000 people. Now it's almost 40,000 people. And you can hear the energy, if that's a possibility. I know I can hear the energy. I know you can't usually hear energy, but you know what I'm saying here. I'm just going down into a deep rabbit hole of hearing energy, and I don't even know. But uh, we have one more phone call. I don't know the name. It is not on my screener, but let's take you right here. Hello, you're on the Padres postgame show. This is uh, Carlos from San Marcos. What's up, Carlos? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. W- were you at the game tonight? Absolutely at the game. It was amazing to see. I mean, we've seen Kim's defense come through all season, but finally, finally the bat. It's been building up to this moment, and he gets the game-winning home run. You love to see it. Oh, you absolutely love to see it. Let me ask you, uh, you know, we just had Christopher on the uh, phone call or on the on the show. He was saying that you could just feel that something special was going to happen when Hassan Kim came up to bat. Did you feel that same thing? Yeah, I mean, in our section, we were chanting Kim. The vibes were unbelievable. You felt something was going to happen. 
and it did. So hopefully the boys can keep this vibe going tomorrow, get the sweep, and then keep it rolling on to L.A. because we need to show them who the dominant alpha is in this <laughs> division. I love it. Thanks so much. Uh, what, what, sorry, what was your name one more time? Carlos, right? Carlos. Carlos, yes. Yeah, All right. Thank you so much for calling, Carlos. Appreciate you calling in to the postgame show. And I agree. Let's show those Dodgers who's boss. Come on. Uh, let's go to the Twitter line. Matt, Matt Scraby, at yeah one uh, took my five-year-old to the game tonight and made a Padres fan for life. What a win. Let's go, Padres. Thanks to my wife for the best Father's Day present ever. That is awesome. And thank you for reminding me that Father's Day is tomorrow because I kind of forgot. Uh, I don't know if you heard what happened with Joey Votto and how he was ejected. I know that everybody knows he was ejected, but he also made sure to... Uh, he also made sure to make a young fan's first time at the ballpark a really memorable one. We'll get into that a little bit later, but right now we are focused on a good uh, Padres win, 7-5 to five over the Reds. If you're concerned about Fernando Tatis Jr., we heard the uh, post-game press conference with Padres manager Jace Tingler. He said that it was not anything that they were too concerned about. It was just one of those things where he went and dove for the ball and he had to... Uh, you know, he came, he came down on his left shoulder. It may have just popped out for one second or so, but they aren't really uh, feeling like this is going to be a long-term injury, and they aren't feeling like he's going to miss any time. He may miss time tomorrow just because they're being careful, but we'll see when the lineup comes out tomorrow what's up with Fernando Tatis Jr. But basically, from what we understand from Jace Tingler is that he is uh, going to be okay, and there is nothing that uh, we need to worry about for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. All right, uh, so we have that. uh, Oh, we need to go to our clubhouse sound, and the clubhouse sound that we have for you tonight is pretty special. Daniel Camarena made his Major League debut. He is a San Diegan. He went to Cathedral Catholic High School here in San Diego, and uh, he he was with the Yankees. He never officially got into the game until today. So what did he think after his first official Major League debut? Let's take you inside the clubhouse and find out what the Padres have to say after today's game on the Padres Radio Network. Sorry about that. Didn't have time. Hey, Dan, congratulations. Um, Before we get into the game, just kind of to to have gotten here and to have been able to pitch in a game like this in that situation, what were your feelings? Oh, man, a lot of excitement. Um, Just just to be like a part of, you know, this team, this organization at this time. Man, I just thought of like the 10 years been grinding, 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 never giving up and just to finally be on that mound and, you know, help the team win was was awesome. Better than anything I could have ever expected. You kind of take us through, I mean, that uh, your first inning was uh, was fantastic and just how you felt uh, in, in each subsequent inning and, and just kind of what the night ended up like for you. Yeah, I mean, the. I mean, the goal is always just trying to throw strike one and get the first guy out. So to do that in one pitch was like, Helped calm my nerves a lot. Um, you know, in the second inning too, just I really just tried to put my foot down and and um, just try to go one pitch at a time there. You know, first and third, and I just try to scratch and claw my way out of that, and I was able to do that. You know, in the third inning, I felt like I found myself in the same scenario, just scratching and clawing, trying to make good pitches, um, and and that was pretty much it. It did seem like that the first uh, pitch you came off the mound like a man who was like you know pretty, pretty amped up just kind of <laughs> what, what what was happening on that play what was your heart doing? 
Oh, it was racing. I couldn't feel my legs. Uh, Larry told me he thought I was going to throw it into like the right field stands. Um, but I just kind of threw a little change up to Haas. So I'm just glad I got there and landed in the glove. Amy Halburn? For this to be, I mean, did you grow up as a Padres fan or, you know, can you talk us through kind of just how it was your debut in your hometown? Yeah, it's surreal. Um, I think surreal would be the word. I mean, you talk, so many guys have played this game and, you know, to be able to do this at home in front of family, friends, um, I mean, just surreal. Dream come true. Um, there's just a lot of emotions too. Um, and then just being a kid, man, like when I hit as a kid, I've, Try to hit the five-five hole like Tony Gwynn. Uh, I try to throw my changeup like Hoffy. So just you know, to be a part of this is uh, just really special. That was Daniel Camarena after the game, speaking with the media, and uh, he made his major league debut. That's one of the coolest things I can ever imagine. Making your major league debut for the team that you grew up watching, trying to hit there the five-point-five hole like Tony Gwynn, and throwing your changeup like Hoffy. That is good stuff. That is what professional, well, that is what baseball is all about. Because it doesn't matter what level you are, you still can act like a kid and feel like a kid when you're playing the game. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Before we come back, we'll do the player of the game on the other side. We'll try to find out some of the scores around baseball. The Padres have won three in a row now, and they have won three in a row against the Reds. They they look to sweep the Reds in a four-game set tomorrow. Uh, I will get the game time for you later in the postgame show, but the Padres move to 41 and 32. The Reds fall to 35 and 34, and Nabil Krismat moves to 2 and 1 on the year after getting the win. Mark Melanson gets his 20th save on the season. So that is all. Uh, we still have a little bit to go, but we're going to still talk Padres and we're going to still wrap up the game. We're going to, I'll update you if you were just tuning in on Fernando Tatis Jr. when we get back. But until then, we're going to head to break, and we will be back in three minutes here on the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel, San Diego's favorite casino and dining. Matt Scraby with you here in the Home Loan Ranger Studio, 97.3 The Fan, Padres postgame show after a Padres win 7-5. to And if you don't think I take these uh, awards seriously, you don't know me very well because I take these awards very seriously and I, I argue all the different points and Brian and I come up with who we think is the winner of each award. And so tonight you may think that I'm going to go with Hassan Kim for player of the game. You may think I'm going to go with Nabil Krismat for player of the game. But I am going to go with Tommy Pham for player of the game. Number one, Tommy Pham has been unreal for the Padres in the last two, couple weeks. He has found his stroke at the plate, and he, uh, he he has been helping the team at the leadoff spot more than anyone has in the last couple weeks. I mean, it all started when he was with uh, the Astros series where he hit the home run and he got a couple walks, and then from there he has been the Tommy Pham that we uh, know and love. So, Tommy Pham's going to be the player of the game. He had three doubles in the game today, and according to Dave Marcus and Jesse Agler, that is the first time a Padre has done it since 2014. And again, Kim was not too far behind, but we'll give it to Pham because he was in the entire game, and Kim came in after Fernando Tatis Jr. left the game. Again, Fernando Tatis Jr. seems to be okay. There's nothing uh, serious about the injury so far from what we heard from Jace Tingler. We'll see if he's back in the lineup tomorrow. He might be sitting out tomorrow. Who knows? But we will get uh, some more information tomorrow about Fernando Tatis Jr. And I feel that's really good information that we're not talking about anything more serious right now because that would be a whole different tone to the postgame show. But 
you don't have, you can go to bed tonight not worried about our guy Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll see what happens tomorrow. All right, so let's check and see if the Padres gained ground on any of the National League West teams. It's time to check the scores around the big leagues with the Out of Town Scoreboard. Brought to you by OGs, your headquarters for all games with seven convenient locations in San Diego. And one game was postponed today. The Cardinals were supposed to take on the Braves in Atlanta, but that was uh, uh, rained out and it's going to be made up in the doubleheader tomorrow. The White Sox were in Houston to take on the Astros. The Astros won 7-3. to Lance Lynn takes the loss with a rare loss for Lance Lynn. He has been great this year. Framber Valdez, who we saw a couple weeks ago in Houston, he has uh, now moved to 4-0 on the year with a 1.67 ERA. So Astros continue to win. The Red Sox were in Kansas City to take on the Royals, and they won 7-1. to uh, Nothing really going there. Just an easy win for the Red Sox. They have been uh, racking up the wins here in the last, in the last few months maybe month or so, 43 and 28 on the season. Now to the National League West game that we need the Giants to lose. Padres fans need Giants to lose. The Padres need the Giants to lose. And the Giants lost. The Phillies beat the Giants in San Francisco 13-6. to So that is very good news. The, uh, the Padres will pick up some ground on the Giants after they lost today and the Padres won. So good news there. We'll check on the Dodgers in one second. The Twins were in Texas to take on the Rangers. They won 3-2. to The Twins, that is. They uh, moved to 29-41 and on the year with the win. The Blue Jays of Florida are now the Blue Jays of Buffalo, but they are in Baltimore, and they won today 10-7. to and uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did take the lead uh, in Major League Baseball with home runs, hitting his 23rd home run of the day. The Indians uh, lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh 6-3 to today. The Marlins uh, roughed up the Cubs big time at Wrigley Field 11-1. to I mean, the Cubs only had three hits on the day. Uh, Jake Arrieta takes the loss for the Cubs, but 11-1 to at the hands of the Marlins. That is not the Cubs that we saw here in San Diego and we saw in Chicago. The A's lost to the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees won in the Bronx 7-5. to Araldis Chapman picks up his 15th save of the season. And I believe I saw earlier today that he has thrown the fastest pitch in baseball at like 103.4 miles an hour for this year. And if you didn't know this, I didn't know this, but Tony Gwynn Jr., I'm the producer for Gwynn and Chris, so uh, you can listen to us three to seven weekdays. But Tony Gwynn Jr. faced Araldis Chapman back in the day and he actually saw the fastest pitch in baseball uh, in baseball history at 105 plus miles an hour. And Tony just always says he was just lucky and happy that he was able to foul it off at least 105 miles an hour. I don't even want to deal with that. I don't even want to get in the box for that. The Mets and the Nationals played two games today after making up one that was rained out on opening day. Mets won that one five to one, and then the Nationals won the second game six to two. The Rays and the Mariners are uh, going into the top of the sixth inning. The Mariners are leading the Rays 5-3 to three in Seattle. And the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks right now. The Dodgers are winning 3 to nothing, but they are also throwing a no-hitter at the moment. Um, I'm not sure who's on the mound. Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers. So he is uh, in the currently in the top of the sixth inning. And the the Dodgers are currently blanking the Diamondbacks, those dreaded Dodgers. The Angels 
were in Anaheim today. They beat the Tigers, or they're they're playing the Tigers right now in the top of the sixth inning. It's five to two, Angels lead. And the other National League West score, the Rockies are trying to build off of that three game sweep that they uh, completed at the hands of the pod or at, in Coors Field, and they are playing the Brewers, and they are leading the Brewers five to four in the bottom of the seventh inning. So that is what is happening around Major League Baseball. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres Post Game Show on 97.3 The Fan. The Padres win three in a row over the Reds, 7-5. to five, And uh, we still have a little bit to go here in the Post Game Show. Oh, the home run tally. They hit, The Padres did hit a couple home runs tonight, so let's get updated on what they have now for their home run tally. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres Radio Network. Runaward swings, hits it in the air to deep right field. Castellanos going back, looking up, going to go. Two-run homer, Jake Cronenworth. And just like that, the game is tied. This crowd has been behind every single guy in every single big moment today. Now the one and two. Kim swings, hits it in the air. Deep down the left field line. Did he keep it fair? He did! It's gonna go! A two-run homer for Ha-Sung Kim. And the Padres take a 7-5 lead in the bottom of the eighth. I don't care who you are. If you're a baseball fan, you love seeing that Ha-Sung Kim home run. I guess if you're a Reds fan, you didn't love seeing it. But if you're a baseball fan, that was some exciting baseball today. Exciting baseball the last three days. So the Padres are now up to 82 home runs on the season. They, that ranks them uh, tied for 14th with the Seattle Mariners. The Blue Jays lead all of baseball with home runs, 107. And then the San Francisco Giants leading, or not leading the way, but they're in second place in all of baseball with 103 home runs. So still trying to chase down those Giants. Uh, we still have our last award to give out, and we need to uh, get you ready for tomorrow's game between the Reds and the Padres to see if the Padres can for- get a four-game sweep of the Reds before the Dodgers head to town. So uh, if you if we have a last chance for phone calls, 833-288-0973 if you want to tweet me, at Matt Scraby. But right now we're going to head to break, and when we get back, we will finish out the Padres postgame show. We'll give the relief pitcher of the game. I think you know who that is. And we'll preview tomorrow. That's all next in three minutes on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Aspire Dental is the place where excellence in dentistry meets inspired hospitality. Aspire Dental is also the new home of Jeff Gray DDS. Doctors Jeff Gray and Greg Hurtado are San Diego's premier team of dental experts in sedation, implant, and cosmetic dentistry. Our trusted team creates customized, beautiful new smiles while ensuring you feel comfortable and relaxed. If you've been wanting to enhance your smile, call 619-41900. For Aspire Dental's Jeff Gray DDS office or go to Jeff Gray with an A, JeffGrayDDS.com. There's a lot of streaming services out there, each filled with reality TV, comedy, drama, and of course, superheroes. But there's one dedicated entirely to nonfiction TV and documentary films, and that's Curiosity Stream. History, science, nature, we've got it. Space, dinosaurs, big cats, we've got that too. And pretty much anything else you want to explore. Go ahead, add some smart TV to your smart TV with Curiosity Stream. Go to CuriosityStream.com to sign up and start streaming today. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, 
you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down could be signs that your digestive system isn't working at its best? But taking Metamucil every day can help. Metamucil supports your daily digestive health using a special plant-based fiber called psyllium. Psyllium works by forming a gel in your digestive system to trap and remove the waste that weighs you down. Metamucil's gelling action also helps to promote heart health and slows down sugar absorption to promote healthy blood sugar levels. Start feeling lighter and more energetic by taking Metamucil every day. With double the seasoned beef and a large drink all for $5, Taco Bell's Grande Nachos truly deserves a Grande intro. Perhaps with a grande beat box. Said it's crunchy, it's cheesy. Beat actually that sounded better in my head. Go get the five dollar grande nachos before they make a every every exit. Mm, nope. Only at Taco Bell. At limited participating locations for a limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Tax extra. Drinks exclude freezes. Double the season beef as compared to the nachos bell grande. Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank. Providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at SanDiegoFoodBank.org. And our relief pitcher of the game tonight is going to be Nabil Krizmat. You heard uh, Jace Tingler, if you were with us earlier in the postgame show when it first started, we played the uh, Jace Tingler press conference, and he said that Nabil Krizmat was the star of the game today. And that is high praise after everything that we saw today with Hassan Kim, with Tommy Pham, and all that good stuff. So very high praise. Nabil Krizmat gets the win on the day. He pitched three innings. He only gave up one hit. And he struck out three, gave up no runs. So very, very nice outing for Nabil Krizmat. He ended up throwing 27 pitches in those three innings, and he had 21 strikes. So if that's not efficient, I don't know what is. Uh, so he is going to be our relief pitcher of the game. Mark Melanson, he, uh, he ended up with his 20th save of the year. And Miguel Diaz, he uh, struggled in the beginning, but he kept it together. He only gave up two runs, and then Camarena he made his major league debut. We talked about him already. Um, his stat line doesn't show how good he was tonight. So don't look at the stat line when you're trying to look at and see what happened with uh, Camarena. We are coming to the end of the postgame show. The Padres end up winning tonight 7-5. to They're 41-32 and on the year. As I said, Chris Mack gets the win. Hembry takes the loss. Mark Melanson gets the save. The Padres with runners in scoring position today were 3-13. and Manny Machado stole his seventh base of the year. Cronenworth hit his eighth home run of the year. Hassan Kim hit his fourth home run of the year. And Tommy Pham had three doubles in the game. And that, according to Jesse Agler and Dave Marcus, is the first time that that has happened for the Padres since 2014. So overall, a really good night for the Padres. It didn't look good until the bottom of the eighth inning, but a a good night for the Padres and a good so far series for the Padres as well. They are now looking for their four-game sweep over the Reds tomorrow. And let's look ahead to tomorrow. Actually, you know what? I want to talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. one last time. Make sure if you're just tuning in, Fernando Tatis Jr. left the game in the fifth inning after diving for a ball 
ball that was headed into left field. He ended up uh, hurting his shoulder that we've been talking about all season long, but uh, Jace Tingler after the game said he did not feel like it was going to be a serious injury. In fact, Fernando Tatis Jr. was trying to stay in the game when he was being taken out of the game, and I have no problems, no issues whatsoever with Jace Tingler and co., trying to keep Fernando Tatis Jr. healthy, especially when you have a guy named Hassan Kim come into the game and just completely take over the position that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. left. I mean, Hassan Kim looked like Fernando Tatis Jr. up up there, hitting that home run down the left field line, getting the two runs in and taking the lead for the Padres in the bottom of the eighth inning. So nothing to worry about with Fernando Tatis Jr. Tomorrow is the fourth and final game of the series between the Padres and the Reds. Denelson Lamette is scheduled to take the mound for the Padres. He is 1-2 and two on the year with a 3.33 ERA and 30 strikeouts. It seems like he is ready to go at the long length. They've stretched him out, and it seems like he will be uh, filling a starting pitcher's role, which could be anywhere you know, from four innings to seven innings. Who knows? Or nine innings. But he's not going to be going his two innings and then being taken out. On the other side, Luis Castillo, who was once a in the Padres organization, he is uh, taking the hill for the Reds. He has had a tough year in the win-loss column and the ERA column. He is two and nine on the year. It's always so funny because some guys, some pitchers can't get a decision if their life depended on it, and some guys just get all the decisions. And it seems Luis Castillo is getting all the decisions in the wrong direction. He is two and nine. He has a five point eight three ERA, sixty seven strikeouts. He's two and two with a 3.58 ERA in five career starts against the Padres. And the six homers he's given up to San Diego are tied for the most he's allowed to a non-National League Central team. So the Padres have gotten them before. Eric Hosmer is hitting 636 against Luis Castillo, and Will Myers is hitting 400 against Luis Castillo. So that is what's going to happen tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.